Hi there, folks. I hope you're all doing great. I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about God? In the midst of this corona pandemic, while you were thinking about you and your loved ones staying alive and safe, I ask you, what do you know about God? While many of us may be thinking about God these days, what do you really know about God? While we search for vaccines and cures for this pandemic, one thing is for sure, science does not have all the answers. We can see that today's modern technology cannot even come close to solving our problems. I would imagine that young people all over the world today question God. They look for internal peace, peace of mind, peace in their hearts. In fact, the answers they are looking for, that we all look for, are found in God. We all wonder about God, whether you want to admit it or not, you do. At some point, we all ask, is there really a God? Can someone prove there is truly a God? How do we know if God truly exists? What evidence proves without a doubt that God exists? In Job, God asked him, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And then I look up into the starry sky at night and I say, That is evidence of God. He asked Job again, Have you ever in your days commanded the days to the morning light? Do you ever or have you ever seek the true surroundings of nature? Because it is evidence of God. Have you ever just watched the birth of human life and thought there must be a God? All of us, every single one of us, has a conscience. And deep within all of our hearts, no matter who you are and what you've done, your conscience knows there is a God. Even now, if I say to you, there is a God, you may say, there is no God. But deep down, you know there is a God. Even if you continue to reject him and say there is no God, you still have a conviction that God is real. The truth of the matter will not change. Do you believe that God created the universe? Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It does not try to prove God. It simply states, God created the heavens and the earth. It just says God. Have you ever met someone who says, there is no God? Let me tell you something. The moment their world crashes around them, they will cry out, oh God, 
Why, God? My God! That moment they hear they are diagnosed terminal or a newborn baby is in crisis, you're going to hear one of those cries. The drug addict, the alcoholic, the abuser, the victims, they will all cry out, My God, help me! Everyone knows there must be a God, and He is the only Creator. And by His word were the heavens made, the earth and all therein it is all God. The scriptures say God is a spirit. The scriptures say God can be and is everywhere. He doesn't have a human body, for He is a spirit. Prisoners know that there is a God. While they sit behind their bars, they too know deep within there is a God. The Bible says God is unchanging. He never changes. He is the same today as he was yesterday and will be tomorrow if we have one. Think about that. Man changes. Everything around us changes. Fashion, technology, people, but God, God never changes. The Bible says, I am the Lord God, I change not. The Bible says there is no variableness nor shadow of turning with God. God has not changed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. He's never changed. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. 10,000 times 10,000 times 1 million years from right now. God will never change. God will remain the same. God is from everlasting to everlasting, for God does not change. The Bible also teaches us God is a God of love, that God loves. All throughout the Bible, God is a God of love, mercy, and grace, and God loves everybody. Whoever you are, the true God you question knows even the numbers of hairs on your head. He even sees the sparrow fall. He sees you. He is interested in you. He loves you. Did you know that when the New Testament writers were trying to find a word to describe God's love, they invented a new word? Agape, the divine love, a love we cannot know outside of God. There is no love comparable to any human relationship or existence like the love of God has for you. And even me, God loves you. You say to yourself, I don't deserve that kind of love. You say, look at all I've done. There's no way I deserve to be loved. But you are. God loves you. You are going to fail him a thousand times. But God still loves you. That is the beauty 
the grace and the mercy of God, his love for you. No matter what you have done, God loves you. He loves you. God loves you. For God so loved the world, the black world, the white world, the red and yellow world. He loves the whole world, the rich world, the poor world, the uneducated world, the educated world. For God so loved the world all the same. God loves you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Say that with me. Come on, just say it with me. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The gospel is never practiced or preached without the working of the Holy Spirit. The whole time I am speaking, there is a tiny little voice speaking to you also. That is the voice of the Spirit of God. It's just God. He's trying to get to you. Some may call it conviction, but that is also your conscience telling you there is a God. He's reminding you of your need for Jesus Christ. You can be a regular churchgoer all of your life. You can be an administrator. You can be participating in all kinds of Christian groups, events, all these different churches. But I ask you, deep in your heart, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? Do you know and have a relationship with Christ Jesus? God loves you. He's given us the world. The same world that rejected, spit upon, beat upon, and killed his only son. But God still loves you. And all he wants for you to do for him is just to believe just believe. He wants you to come to him like a child to his father and simply repent, admit, confess your sins. And you know what they are. He commands you to repent. Have you done that? Have you ever faced your sins? Do you remember that moment when you did? If you haven't, or if you can't, that's okay, because now, right now, is that moment. Now is the moment that you simply say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. You've got to mean it, and you really, really have to be sorry. Now is the moment you have to change. You have to change. You have to turn around and walk away from the sin that's going to destroy you. You have to ask God to take it, and then you just have to leave it with God. At the footstool of the throne of God, you have to leave it and move forward with God. Old things pass away, and all things become new. That, my friend, is repentance. 
I'm sorry for my sin. I'm willing to turn from my sin, Lord. Jesus said, lest you repent, you will perish. And then there is this. By faith, you must receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is all done with repentance. Repentance and faith go hand in hand, you see. You may not understand it all intellectually, but you don't have to. Just believe, just like a child, childlike faith. The Bible says, but by faith, you are saved by grace. It also says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Does all that mean you do away with your intellect? Or do you commit intellectual suicide? No. There is logic to the gospel. But your mind has been affected by sin so that you cannot receive spiritual things. So, you just got to come by faith and receive him. Openly confess him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, Whosoever should confess me before men, so shall I confess him to my Father, which is in heaven. Friends, there is a God, and he is the one true God and creator. And he loves you. Go to him. Go to him now. Just very simply, go to him.